Hey gang, this podcast is brought to you by GorisNexus.com and of course Vandalay Industries. We are grateful for the support. There's an entire list of sponsors we'll get to at the conclusion of this episode. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, the well-anticipated third installment of the creation of my dear friend Christopher, which is Conspiracy Corner. This is the third installment, and um, as promised, I said that I would get to it at some point this year. And, you know, the seven and a half of you will be quite delighted when we tell you, we told you on the, if you don't follow the Facebook, that's where the updates are. The updates are on the Facebook page. Throw it a like, give it a follow, whatever. We're talking about the Vegas shooting uh, today. Um, You know, what's a shame is like today, there's a couple of things that I've been reading. It's not related to the Vegas shooting. Uh, I, I guess that'll be another episode for another day. Um. The, the, apparently the congressional election is still going on, like the vote counting is still going on in certain parts of the republic, which is phenomenal. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It, it, I just, I don't know. The, the pieces haven't been arranged properly. The right people have not received envelopes, and it's a real shame. Um, but uh, before we get to that, that's this isn't so much a chapter and verse, but this, uh, on this specific conspiracy of this event that happened we're going to look at some video and then we're going to go through some of the inconsistencies the alleged inconsistencies of this we could if we have to do a second part of this like if you're listening and you're like you know what i know a lot about this you know can i come on and talk about it again i'm I'm more than happy to to listen i do not have a conclusion my conclusion is the same conclusion every single time something happens like this that A, we're not getting the whole story, B, the government is involved somehow, and not just with the response. Again, that's my default position. (laughs) Um, If that's not what it is, then it's not what it is. But um, we're going to take a look at some video here. The the first video we're going to look at, again, I'm not a Fox News guy, I'm not a Jesse Waters guy, but he does lay out a lot of stuff here with regard to the FBI. Uh, He does a good job here. Just a quick skim. We're going to get through this video, uh, and and then we're going to move on to the next thing. So let's roll with Jesse Waters here and see what he has to say about the corruption at the FBI. Go on. Welcome to Waters World. I'm Jesse Waters. The FBI failed America. That's the subject of tonight's Waters Words. The Bureau's been corrupt for decades. J. Edgar Hoover cut deals with the Kennedys, the mob, They spied on politicians, tried to throw elections. We know that. But this week, we heard something even more disgraceful. U.S. gymnasts testifying in front of the Senate, blasting the Bureau for covering up the Larry Nassar sex abuse scandal. Remember, Nassar was the USA gymnastics doctor who sexually abused hundreds of gymnasts? Hundreds. This week, these ladies ripped the FBI for ignoring their reports for months even years, then lying and covering it up. After telling my entire story of abuse to the FBI in the summer of 2015, not only did the FBI not report my abuse, but when they eventually documented my report 17 months later, they made entirely false claims about what I said. USA Gymnastics, in in concert with the FBI and the Olympic Committee, were working together to conceal that Larry Nassar was a predator. Can you the pause FBI real quick? agent Michaela yeah. Maroney spoke to didn't even write up the report. Here's the thing: reason why you're like, well, Jay, we're supposed to be talking about 
the, the Vegas shooting. Yeah, we're getting to that. What is established here at the beginning of the video is what? the fa- If the FBI will collude and completely and, and you know completely ignore uh you know allegations of sexual misconduct with olympic athletes then what won't they cover up for what won't they get right what won't they do properly you know what i mean what won't they investigate correctly um again it's the establishment of the fact that the that or the law enforcement organization that's supposed to be conducting fair impartial investigations into these crimes was in charge of the crime of what was it 59 people that got shot to death 58 58 in in las vegas in 2017 Mm -hmm. and uh, hundreds wounded and they're like yeah whatever you know we don't know what happened go ahead keep rolling the rest of this this is good this is good until over a year later and when he did he falsified it Allie Raisman, a gold medalist, testified the FBI wouldn't even speak with her until 14 months after she contacted him. At least 40 more girls were molested over the next 14 months. The Justice Department's IG report concluded the FBI botched the entire thing, waiting for over a year to do anything after the complaints poured in. Mm. While the FBI turned a blind eye, the girls suffered a trauma that... (coughs) going to haunt them for the rest of their lives. The FBI admitted it ignored and covered up a massive molestation scandal. I'm sorry that so many different people let you down over and over again. And I'm especially sorry that there were people at the FBI who had their own chance to stop this monster back in 2015 and failed. And that is inexcusable. It never should have happened, no, and we're doing everything in our power to make sure it never happens again. It'll happen again. It's a worthless apology. Only one agent got fired. Joe Biden never even said anything about it this week. Neither did Kamala. But this is just the tip of the iceberg for the corrupt FBI. Mm. The FBI let Jeffrey Epstein walk around abusing children for almost 15 years. Jesus. The billionaire pedophile cut a sweetheart deal with the feds, then raped more teens under everybody's nose. Mm-hmm. This happened under Robert Mueller's watch, Jim Comey's watch. The FBI seized surveillance footage from all of Epstein, all of his homes. Where did all that go? Mm. Nobody knows. It's buried. Surprise, surprise. After the deadly 96 Summer Olympics bombing in Atlanta, the FBI tried to pin the crime on the wrong guy. (laughs) Remember Richard Jewell? Oh, yeah. Investigators created a sketch of a man they thought planted the pipe bomb, but the FBI refused to release it. Instead... An innocent man's life was ruined. The feds painted him as a lone wolf without any evidence. That's what they do. Do you feel you'll ever have a life? The kind of life you had before? The kind of life I had before? No. The FBI and the press changed that forever. Do you think those who are responsible for what happened to you have been held accountable? No. I don't think two weeks without pay is accountable for what they did. You're speaking about the FBI agents? Yes. That's, I mean, they violated my constitutional rights. And as you heard, nobody was even fired for that. <laughs> Here's another doozy. The father of the guy behind the Pulse nightclub shooting that killed 49 people, he actually worked for the FBI. Sadiq Mateen was the father of Omar Mateen, that terrorist who murdered dozens of people in 2016 at that Orlando nightclub. Turns out the dad was working with the FBI as a confidential informant Mm. for over a decade 
leading right up to the massacre. Mm. The dad sent money transfers to Afghanistan and Turkey before the shooting, while at the same time working for the Bureau. Multiple complaints were made against the son for being a terrorist sympathizer. He was connected to al-Qaeda, but the FBI did nothing. The FBI has had rotten people in their network for years. One of their own informants was living with two of the 9-11 hijackers. Yet the two guys still managed to hit us on that terrible day. Mm. It gets worse. Remember the Parkland school shooting in Florida? Tips came in six weeks before the massacre, alerting the FBI that Nicholas Cruz was an armed and dangerous likely school shooter ready to blow. The FBI never even followed up on the tip, and over a dozen innocent children died. The FBI basically dropped their investigation into the Las Vegas massacre after over a year of wasted time. Stephen Paddock, who shot and killed 60 people at a festival in Vegas, the deadliest mass shooting in U.S. history, and the FBI came up empty, and we never hear about it. Something isn't right there. The FBI was also heavily involved in the plot to kidnap Michigan Governor Whitmer. According to BuzzFeed, FBI informants played a huge role in engineering that plan. Mm -hmm. And then the lead FBI agent on the case, he was just popped for beating his wife after a swingers party. You don't say. And what really happened with Hunter Biden's laptop? Oh, God. The FBI has had it for almost two years. Sat on it, nothing. Waters World doesn't want to hear any more apologies, no more suspensions without pay. We need to audit the FBI and clean house. You can't trust them. Yeah. It's failed us, failed innocent women and children, cost lives and livelihoods, and nobody pays a price. No. It's the most incompetent and corrupt part of the entire government. That's saying something. And that says a lot. Yeah. All right. Thank you, and Mr. Waters. And yet another story involving... I appreciate F- that. Uh, that's... Um, just a taste. Now, a lot of this, a lot of this is going to be um, either like with the passage of time, th- certain things have come to light uh, with regard to the, fe- the Vegas shooting. But he's absolutely right. With regard to the Vegas shooting, nothing, nothing has been done about it whatsoever. Uh, this next video uh, we're going to play um, is uh, has some interesting information. Uh, for, I don't know who these people are. I was fortunate to just find it while doing just preliminary research into the topic. Again, my conclusion has and always will be that the government is up to no good. Uh, generally speaking, I'm usually right. But um, Mindy Robinson, conservative activist demanding restoration of rights. I don't know who Mindy Robinson is. She's very blonde. She has very white teeth. Um, she looks like a nice person. Uh, I, I don't know anything about her, but she has a lot to say about this. Let's go ahead and roll with this footage here, please. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. It's not a lot of topics people want to talk about are those two. So Apparently. Thank you. Uh, and you've been banned on social media for talking about the Vegas shooting. What is it that gets you banned? <clears throat> well, actually, I, I lost my Twitter for election fraud. I'm censored on Telegram for being dangerous. I'm restricted on IG for talking about dangerous vaccines. And I'm in permanent Facebook jail for... I don't know. I think they got me 13 times this year. So. Join the club. We're I'm down to gap. <laughs> all of those, we're in all of those same lockup facilities. But let's talk about the Vegas shooting. And when you so-called heckle politicians, which is a word that I love to use, and I think that they should be heckled more often, what is the driving force, the narrative that you're trying to expose to make sure that everybody is aware of what happened in that awful occurrence? 
Well, I, I live in Vegas. I've lived out here eight years. I was supposed to be at that concert. I'm a country music fan. My friends were there. My peers were there. And I was traveling when it happened. So I was I was incommunicado for about 10 hours. I landed in Sweden. My phone blows up. Everyone thinks I'm there and I'm dead because they haven't heard from me. So it's very close to home. I kind of feel like a ghost, you know, investigating this. But within two weeks, it had dropped from the news cycle. Within two weeks, and there was so much other stuff going on, but just living here and then being stuck at home for a year, you know, during COVID, you're, you're talking to people. And everyone knows something wrong happened. And I don't know what happened, what the main goal or the target was, I can guess. But I do know the government covered it up. And I feel like that's why they forced it out of the news cycle. There were too many holes that they couldn't answer. And, and they were just make they were digging holes. For themselves. They changed the timeline three times off things that are easily checkable on camera. There's a lot of things wrong with this that I think if the American public knew, man, they trust the government even less than they do now this year. I, I don't know that governmental trust is at the top of people's lists right now. I know that it's not shattering the, the meters, I can tell you that. Uh, the government has rolled out the dangerous shots that you alluded to. They're now forcing five-year-olds to take them in New York before they're allowed to, to dine in a, in a restaurant. Uh, and these things are causing unprecedented amount of death and catastrophic injury, permanent incapacitations, spontaneous abortions. They're awful. They're a bioweapon, and we've exposed that, which is why we're in a lot of the same. This ain't going on YouTube. You, are <laughs> but you, you, you say that there's an FBI cover-up in relation to this. Are you speaking to something specific or just the unanswered questions? Oh, my. There's so much. Like, I've, I've spent... I mean, I've always kind of been into this stuff, but I've been digging for a solid five months. I'm, I'm still getting sent information. Yesterday, today, I'm still getting sent information that I've never heard about before. And there's a lot of things wrong with this. And and as of right now, the documentary, the expose is probably about an hour and 45 minutes of just straight up things I don't think anyone knows about. Give us the example there's of some so things that nobody knows. wrong with it. Well, for instance, like the door locks, they're, they're automatic. So you know when they open and close, you've got two rooms. You get the big room and the small room. They're opening from the inside at the same time twice the day of the shooting. How is he not alone? There are three women registered to that room. They knew one o'clock in the morning that night. There were three women registered to that room. We don't know their names. They never interviewed with them. What's going on here? Why would you do that? You have no motive, but you can't even do basic investigative stuff. This is the most surreal town in the world, and I'm supposed to believe we just don't have the footage. Really? We just don't have the footage in Las Vegas. <clears throat> a camera every foot in Las Vegas. I don't think there's anywhere that you can go without being on camera and mm -hmm. all of the ATMs, which we know that they were set up at that concert as well. Mm -hmm. um, do you think that this is incompetence on the part of the FBI? <laughs> do you believe that there was some sort of involvement? Do you think that this guy was, Paddock was an FBI operative? I, I don't know. I think he was doing a bad gun deal. I think that was his shtick, and I think he laundered the money through game. Just looking at everything mm -hmm. that I laid out these last few months, it looks like a gun deal gone bad. Um, if this was this guy's big hurrah, and he was going to go down in a blaze of glory, and he's worth $5 million, but he can't put scopes on these guns that he was using, you know, it, he had the eyes of an eagle. It, there's so much wrong, and there's so much they didn't investigate, and there's so much they covered up, and there's evidence that doesn't make sense. I mean, their whole thing is that Paddock locked himself in his room, right? But there's two different pictures in the preliminary report and the final report of the dead ball open and closed. So which is it? When you've got cops messing with evidence or someone, then I got, where's the hard drive? His hard drive is removed from the laptop. It just walks off. His house gets broken into and they blame, oh, it was unlocked and the wind blew it open. It is the most insultingly bad excuses that we've been given as to why this investigation wasn't done properly. And, and I think the only reason the FBI would go this far to cover it up and not interview people and not give us the footage and not be honest 
You know, they knew by the, the, the next day that there were people registered to that room and they knew the timeline and everything and they lied. So what's going on here? The only reason they would cover that up is because they were in on it. And I can't yeah. think of another reason. And that's kind of disgusting. As a patriot, I love my country, but man, I'm really not happy with my government. No, I mean, <laughs> and we look at, for example, agent provocateurs, FBI agents embedded into that whole setup on the 6th yeah. of January. And it would appear that our federal law enforcement agencies are actually poised more like the KGB to work against us. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. When you think about it, we're as, as suppressed and censored and banned as me and you are on social media because we have dissenting opinions, but they can't get pedophiles off, can they? They protect those people. They can't go after those people. They go after parents at school boards. Mm -hmm. They go after anyone that goes after them. That's why they didn't care. BLM can burn down cities for four years and, and, and loot targets, but if peasants <clears throat> step in their hollowed halls because the cops let us in, you know, we sit in jail and rot for a year without rights. That there, it's so obvious that I really hope normies are waking up to this because it's going to get worse. It's absolutely disgusting. It's alarming that we live in this country. My dad served this country in Vietnam. So did my father-in-law. Uh, one of my best friends, he's like a brother to me. Blood wouldn't bring us closer together. All right, that's enough of that. Uh, multiple tours in Iraq. That's enough uh, of that. That's, nobody's fighting for your freedom, uh, Stu Peters. Nobody's. It's just yeah, not. Not a soul. <laughs> Stop it already. Okay, so we have that. Now, I'm going to go ahead and go through a couple of things here that uh, perhaps you've heard these, the the craziest, the alleged craziest conspiracy theories regarding the Las Vegas shooting. I'm going to go through them, okay? This is the first one. Stephen Paddock was a left-wing agent. Could Stephen Paddock, the lone Vegas shooter, have been a patsy to kick off the left's war with the right in the streets of America, asked Alex Jones on Facebook. This is obviously a long time ago because Mr. Jones, Lord Commander Alex Jones, uh, is no longer um, welcome on any of these platforms. Jones and his associates claimed in a video segment that Antifa, i.e. the leftists, were planning a civil war to commemorate the 100th anniversary of the October Revolution in Russia. David Knight of Infowars said, as we look at the 100-year anniversary of the Bolshevik Revolution, we have a new civil war that is coming to overthrow the government. These Antifa communists are training with weapons. Jones has claimed that Paddock had ISIS and Antifa literature in his room. <laughs> Jones is, uh, he talked about, of course, what happened in Connecticut. Um, this is the second one. There was a second shooter. One of the most persistent rumors is that there was a second shooter in the attack or that Stephen Paddock was set up and not the shooter at all. Once again, Jones shared a video that said, why would an alleged Trump supporter open fire on a country music festival that is largely made up of Trump's base? I also question that, too. These are the wrong people. These are probably people that are more leaning to the gun rights side. Yeah, I mean, usually, anyway, country music people are, you know, God, guns, and, you know, fetuses. They're kind of into that. That's their thing. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, Chick-fil-A on Sunday closed is a good thing. Um, which everybody knows that if there is a God, he or she or it or they would also enjoy a chicken sandwich on Sunday. So whatever. Um, but these people are probably more from Trump's base. I do agree with that. Various videos uh, purport to show a second shooter firing from the fourth floor, but police have repeatedly said there's no evidence for this. Clark County Sheriff Joseph Lombardo, an Italian, said there was no evidence for a second shooter this week. Whatever you say, Fredo. 
Acoustic forensic analysis proves that the second shooter. Laws of physics can't be violated. Lone gunman is a conspiracy theory. This is from Truth and Government at Truth and Gov 2016 on the 10th of October of 2017. It's hard to believe that this was that long ago already. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Stephen Paddock was a gun dealer, as you heard the blonde lady say, and the real attacker is unknown. Okay. Right-wing commentator Ann Coulter... <laughs> Suggests that Paddock must have been must have had another secret business because you can't win money at video poker. This is despite the fact that Paddock's money was thought to come from real estate deals. Coulter wrote on Breitbart, a periodical of ill repute, the probable illicit business requiring money to be laundered that leaps out to us in Paddock's case is the illegal gun sales. If true, it would not only explain the arsenal in his hotel room, but also raises the possibility of either an accomplice or a different perpetrator altogether. This is a fun one. It was an Illuminati blood sacrifice ritual. Right-winger Sheila Zielinski suggests that the Illuminati, a secret society believed to rule the world, arranged the massacre as a pagan harvest festival. She says, folks, this whole thing in Las Vegas, this killing field in front of the Sphinx, this pyramid, this obelisk, there is no coincidence. Uh, she says, the pyramid, the place of death, you know that the Luxor has been there 23 years. The man had 23 guns and his room was 23. This is not a coincidence in number sequences. The thing, the, the thing was nothing more than a strategically located blood sacrifice, a death ritual from across the, from a pyramid. Okay, that's a, I had not heard that one. Uh, that's, that's news to me. Uh, and f of course, this next one is the deep state is covering up the truth about the incident. All right, let's hear about that. Changes in the official story about what happened in Las Vegas have fueled conspiracy theories pushed by right-wing personalities such as Laura Loomer. Loomer reportedly asked questions during a police press conference and claims to have unearthed information, such as the fact that Paddock checked in uh, earlier than the police said he did uh, days before the police did. Loomer says that the evidence of a police cover-up by the deep state, forces within the government who right-wingers believe are conspiring against uh, His Majesty Lord Donald Trump, and all of the evidence is being leaked, uh, that, be, that is being leaked is further showing how the deep state is covering this up. This was a terrorist attack, and that's from Laura Loomer. Loomer has also reportedly attempted to link Stephen Paddock to Islam, hinting that the MGM casino was somehow involved in the massacre as well. It is now believed that Paddock used the employee-only uh, service elevator. Did Jesus Campos give him access? Just spewing a bunch of shit. Those are your list of conspiracy theories. Now, when it comes to the weapons used in the murder uh, that happened uh, for the Las Vegas shooting, here we go. This is what it was found inside the Mandalay Bay Hotel rooms 32, 135, and 32, 134. This is an extensive list, by the way. A Colt M4 carbine AR-15 223556 with a bump stock, vertical foregrip, and a 100-round magazine, front sight only, no scope. Novesque AR-15 556 with a bump stock, vertical foregrip, and 40-round magazine, EOTech optic. For those of you that live in countries where all of this sounds like, uh, you know, a different language. Uh, EOTech is an extremely expensive, well, I wouldn't call it extremely, but it's it's a pricey optic that you could put on your rifle. Um, that's, I guess you call it a holographic sight. 
anyway, it definitely op- it's it's very useful at medium range, but not at long range. Um, a long range, I, you were gonna. I mean, this what I think these are effective for like three hundred meters, maybe, um, whatever that means uh, to you. Um, I don't. When I had rifles, I didn't run optics on my rifles. I'm an iron sights guy. That's just how I roll. It's just batteries run out of juice, and I think until you become a proficient shooter, you ought not to mess around with optics and just learn how to use your eyeballs. Anyway, I am biased, and I understand that. Christopher will have to forgive me for that. Um, so the next one is an L. It's a LWRC M16AR15 5.56 with a bump stock vertical foregrip and a 100-round magazine. No sights or optics. The uh, POF USA uh, P308 AR10 308/7.62 with a by the way 308 for those who don't know is a hell of a round uh, with a bipod scope and 25 round magazine and then the Christensen Arms AR15223 with bump stock vertical four grip 100 round magazine no sights or optics once again and then a POF USA AR15556 with bump stock vertical four grip and 100 round magazine no sights or optics. Colt Competition AR-15 5.56, bump stock, vertical foregrip, 100-round mag, no sight or optics once again. Smith & Wesson, 38 caliber revolver uh, with four cartridges, one ex- uh, expended cartridge case. Okay. LRWC AR-15 5.56 yet again with bump stock, vertical foregrip, 100-round magazine, EOTech optic. And then FNH, FM, FM15 AR-10 308 with a bipod scope and 25 round magazine. That's more. More. I mean, that's definitely going to do the job right there. Expensive rifle here, Daniel Defense, AR-10-308 with a bipod scope and 25 round magazine. That is a hell of a weapon. AR-15-556 FNH with a bump stock, vertical foregrip, 100 round magazine, EOTech, optic. POF USA. Once again, AR-15. By the way, I'm not repeating these. These are the weapons he had in the room. Uh, 5.56 of the bump stock, vertical foregrip, and 100-round magazine, EOTech optic. I also think a foregrip is a good thing, but then again, I digress. Colt M4 AR-15, 5.56, bump stock, vertical foregrip, 100-round mag. Daniel Defense AR-15, 5.56, bump stock, vertical foregrip, 100-round mag, EOTech optic. LMT... Uh, 2000 AR-15 5.56, bump stock, vertical foregrip, 100-round magazine, no sights or optics. Another Danube Defense AR-15 5.56, bump stock, vertical foregrip, EOTech optic, no magazine for that weapon. Sig Sauer AR-10 308, another big boy, with a bipod, red dot optic, and 25-round magazine. And then a Danube Defense AR-10 308, yes, this one, another one again, with a bipod and scope, no mag. AR-15-556, FNHFN-15, bump stock, vertical foregrip, and 100-round magazine. No sights or optics. Ruger SRO-762 AR-10-308 with a bipod scope, a 25-round magazine. LMT LM-308 AR-10, that's a 308, with a bipod scope, a 25-round magazine. That is what was at the site, his room. Mm-hmm. I also have an extensive list of what he has in several of his houses. This man has a gun collection that would make any gun fan very, very erect in their shorts, perhaps moist if you're into that sort of thing. This man had a lot of guns. Now, the gun deal gone wrong, I don't, it's the first that I'm hearing of it. Because from what I understand, 
he was a pro gambler. He was a professional gambler. He actually got flown out to locations to gamble. Was it the, the hotel that would comp his, uh, his flights, that would send the private jet to pick him up? I think that's the way it worked. But listen to these things, and perhaps Angel, Angel knows a lot about this one. She's looked into Stephen Paddock. She checked out the interviews with his brother that he gave in, in, uh, in the aftermath of the shooting. Mm-hmm. Let's see what we have here. This is the absurdity of the Las Vegas shooting by uh, Cy Raven. Of course, go on to Reddit. You'll find a lot of interesting things. Angel says there's some inconsistencies with these, and we're going to get to them in just a second. Let's look at the ridiculous case thus far, and thank you to the Reddit user for this. Stephen Paddock was a professional gambler made a living off of video poker. A successful casino gambler can only be found riding unicorns, supposedly a rich real estate guy, but no one knows of any holdings or transactions in his name. Throughout his employment career, he worked for the post office and the IRS. It seems that it seems they pay extremely well since real estate investing needs quite a bit of seed money. Jesus Campos was a security guard who was shot when he knocked on the door. He of, never knocked on the door. Okay. But, on, but only he wasn't shot then, but six minutes before the shooting began. This is what this person alleges. Again, uh, he didn't uh, bring the police security with him to the room until 58 people were dead and nearly 500 people were critically injured. Update from 1013. The timeline has again changed. So now the story is Campos encountered Paddock six minutes prior to the uh, start of the shooting and was shot one minute before actual fire began. Make what you will out of this. Okay, so what happened with this guy is he was a security guard and Mm -hmm. he was doing his rounds. And Stephen Paddock had a video camera outside of the door on one of those, like, dolly carts for, like, uh, catering or something, Like, room service. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, he had a video camera, like, out and that he could see. That's why, like, his computers and shit were set up in there. Like, he could, like, see it from his computer. And when that guy walked by, that's when he was shot. And he actually didn't take security to Stephen Paddock's location. He actually, like, went back and hid and informed people that he was shot. And he stayed, like, hidden until, you know, rescue services were able to get to him. Nobody breached the door as far as security goes until the, you know, SWAT team showed up. Okay. All right. So that's that. All right. Thank you for that. Uh, let's see what you got. Let, let me know if you know anything about this. Jesus Campos' house is guarded by someone who works for a possibly fictitious security company with no physical address and whose license to operate ran out last year. Why does a witness to a mass killing with the killer dead need protection? Why hasn't he given one interview to anyone? He has given interviews to people. He has? Okay. I don't know about the security guard outside of his house. I didn't know that that was a thing. I didn't... Okay. All right. Well, I, again... I'm not alleging any of this is factual, but this is the information that we're gathering on the story. Stephen Paddock's house gets robbed while the FBI is combing over it for evidence. No further words needed here. Jesus Campos disappears right before he is to give five interviews, including Hannity. No one, including the FBI, knows where he is. 
so the FBI has lost the key witness in their investigation. Meanwhile, scary guy guarding his house 24 hours a day. And this is from the Gateway Pundit. Reporter visits home Mandalay Bay hero Jesus Campos. Armed security god Shady Firm meets Yard. Jesus Campos drives a Corvette with no license plate and whose registration points to 2006 on a security guard's salary. And this is also, once again, grain of large grain of salt, Laura Loomer posting this. Hotel casinos, the single most extensively surveilled buildings in the world, cannot produce even one clip of paddock going about. That's false. There's several clips. Okay. All right. Has 23 guns and dozens of loaded magazines, but takes over a minute between volleys of fire. Well, I mean, he could be tired. and that you know. could, That's one person going back and forth between two guns positioned in, in a possibly reloading magazines. Like, when you're one dude and you're doing all that, of course there's going to be time in between. Of course. Now, this is he had two suites, correct? So he had to go from one window to another window? Um, the that suite correct? that he fired out of was the same one suite. There was a connecting suite in which he asked actually locked himself out of that suite by accident he went in there set down the card to grab more shit and he left the card in that room and the door shut so it could have been potentially far worse than it really all of the heavy artillery that they found was in that room oh wow okay all right okay no trail of social media exists for Paddock. Nothing at all. Paddock must not have known about the internet. Um, <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, he didn't. Uh, so he didn't trust uh, like social media things like that. He was very very cautious when it came to things like that. He um, got very very weird as time went on. He had a girlfriend, and when they first got together, they were very intimate, things like that. But as time went on, he didn't even want her to touch him. He was very, very standoffish, and it got worse and worse as time went on. He didn't trust anybody. He only trusted himself. He didn't trust people at all. He isolated himself. Okay. All right. Um, You know... That's I mean, that's odd, but I don't know if that makes you... Also, didn't they find a bunch, like, quote, find, of course. They're like, oh, they, we found child porn on his hard drive, and it's like... That was his brother's hard drive, I think. Like, his, he had two brothers. Mm-hmm. One is kind of, like, not right, um, and the other one seemed more with it. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that wasn't right was the one that had the child porn. Okay. Uh... I don't know. I don't want to venture off too much because I, there's, there seems to be a lot of people who, you know, jump into the conspiracy theory world and they're trying to like, they're like, listen, I'm going to believe it immediately, no matter what, like there's certain things that I didn't know. Again, this is a pretty cold read for me as far as like lining all of this stuff up. I'm not sure. And then, of course, when Laura Loomer gets cited on anything, I mean, I'm sure she's a nice lady, but she's kind of nutty, to say the least. Now, the gun deal gone wrong. Would he... And that's a possibility. It is a possibility, but was he not a professional gambler? I mean, would that have been a good way to launder money? Could have been. But here's the other thing, too, in regards to this. Like... 
And it could be that he was working for the government and there's there's more to it. Like, I'm not saying that that's not the case, but he did sue one of the casinos way, way earlier on, like before all this shit jumped off Mm -hmm. because he slipped and he fell and he got injured because of it. And he sued the casino for damages and, and things like that. And um, he didn't win, of course, but there's court documents to the effect. Now, if you are somebody who is, you know, um, working for the government, I don't know if you necessarily go ahead and sue, you know, four years before you go up and you go out and shoot at a Las Vegas, you know, it was in 2013, I believe, is when he filed this lawsuit. Okay. Um, so that necessarily doesn't usually happen. I'm not saying that it couldn't happen as a part of the base story to, like, make this guy seem like he's a legitimate guy. Um, but he was, you know, for, for all intents and purposes, a professional gambler. He gambled all the time. Yep. He took family members when he, you know, to to the hotels, he would get comps. So he was he was wealthy. Yes. Okay. Yes, he was wealthy, and he did own a lot of real estate. Him and his brother, and you know, his mom, and you know, people like that too. Like they did this where they would buy a house and they would flip it and sell it, flip it and sell it, flip it and sell it, and they did that with apartment buildings, and they did that with with many other buildings. Um, that could all be a lie. Of course, you know, I mean, but it just seems like he could have just been a regular fucking dude who had enough and snapped and wanted to kill as many people as he could. He did calculations like, you know, for like wind and stuff like that to like be able to like, you know, adjust the guns appropriately. Mm -hmm. Um, The way that he had them on tripods, his brother said... That sounds exactly like something he would do because he wouldn't be holding it and shooting it because of his injury. Okay. So the way that the weapons were set up, his brother did confirm, that sounds exactly, if he was going to do it, that sounds exactly how he would do it. Okay. Um, as far as the bump stocks go, he did ask the media, hey, were any of these bump stocks in those guns? Because... If they weren't, he could have just had them there because he thought about using them, but he didn't really like them. He probably tried them out at a range and he didn't like it. So he decided not to use them, but they were just there with all of his shit. Okay. Um, you know, I guess he would go out to these gun stores and like shoot like the machine guns because you can pay him a fee and they'll let you shoot a machine gun in Las Vegas. Like whatever (laughs) um so his brother talked about that i mean there were a lot of things that you know um his brother did kind of talk about then he was like some of this stuff doesn't make any sense to me it's not the person i that i knew Mm -hmm. um he did transfer his girlfriend marianne or mary or whatever her name was uh, money to the philippines he made sure that his girlfriend left the United States and went to the Philippines to be with her family before this went down. So a lot of a lot of his family members as well as herself feels like he got her out of there so he could do what he wanted to do, which was just kill people. 
and he scoped buildings for like a couple of years <laughs> um hotels floors he was always when she went with him he was always like looking out the window at different angles and she couldn't figure out why but after all this she knew why i mean there's a lot of things that like point to it's not a conspiracy but it could be okay uh, thank you for all of that one thing i would like to dismiss straight away and you guys can tell me if you think i'm right or if i'm wrong some of this with when we're talking about laundering for uh you know laundering gun sale through your um your gambling winnings mm-hmm. the first rule of any gun sale unless you know the son of a bitch personally like if i were to sell a firearm to christopher and so on and so forth you don't bring loaded magazines to a gun sale that's just something you don't do they're not loaded at the store they're not loaded when you're dealing with large amount, like that many firearms. If you were selling them, you wouldn't sell loaded magazines along with them. No. I mean, it's just it's just not going to happen. That's that's fucking. I, I refute that out of hand immediately. That's something that's not going to happen. The other thing is is that I saw that um, some people are saying well the gun sales could have been towards the cartel. Cartel's not going to come up here and do business at a fucking Las Vegas hotel with some crazy white guy in the 38th floor. No. It's just that's not happening. That's not. They don't have to. Eric Holder sent them across the border. They don't need to come to the United States. The U.S. government sent it to them. Right. So that's. But yeah, the first rule of, of gun of selling firearms, you don't give the potential you know, customer the method to dispatch you where they don't have to pay you for the goddamn firearms Mm -hmm. when you're done selling them. Right. Just a good rule uh, to stick by. For those of you in the future that are looking to sell Nerf guns to people, don't put a bunch of the foam darts in the, in the plastic magazine because you could get nerfed. It's a bad, it's a bad scene. Um, I reject that out of hand already. Now, the other leading conspiracy theories, apart from this, he was Islamic. He was Antifa. He doesn't appear to be any of those things. He okay. wasn't any of those things. There's yeah. no evidence that, no. that, I mean, there's no evidence that points him towards any terroristic Agreed. group, anything like that. Agreed. And, of course, I think that that's sometimes the conservatives who are always looking for the Muslim boogeyman under their mattress. And uh, it's just that's not the way it is. And I don't even really think he was uh, a full-on Trump supporter either. He didn't really identify um, from what I yeah. could uh, ascertain from my readings and my research, I didn't come across anything that said he was Trump. Well, you know what the thing is, too, Angel, with that, and let's talk to that point a little bit. The reason why I feel that that automatic association would be generated is because of the binary thinking of the press, but also the general hoi polloi, who automatically associate gun fanatics with conservatism or right-wing populism in America, when those of us here on the show know that those are lightweight gun fans. The people that we know that are gun fans fucking hate all of that shit because they're all semi-automatic firearms and they feel they should have fully automatic firearms. Again, there, are, there's this is a binary thing where people are taught to oh, associate, oh, this guy had a bunch of guns, he clearly was a conservative. Maybe. Maybe. Um, maybe not. You know what I mean? Like, again, that's the binary thinking. And I agree, the lightweight amount of reading that I've done on this has shown that this man had real no, not any political bent at all. Mm -mm. Like, he just was into firearms and he was into gambling. 
and traveling and like you said like he had a lot you know he took his family on trips on junkets for gambling and stuff like that he kind of spread the wealth around a little bit with his family and that seems like all the thing that's out of character for him is the murder from what because his brother is basically testifying to his character he was like he wasn't he wasn't a nice guy all the time but this seems out of character for him to just snap and go crazy and start hosing people down here's the other thing let's consider this conspiracy theory upon the conspiracy theory this is orchestrated by the state to galvanize people to say there are too many guns Mm-hmm. You don't need an AR-10 with 25-round mags of 308. You don't need bump stocks, which they got. That's gone. So they did get that. Uh, you don't need um, all these rifles. You don't need high-capacity magazines. So we're going to shoot as many people as we can. We're going to have him go up to the room. Now, how about the other... You know the meme that I put up? And again, I am knowing the CIA... Knowing MK Ultra, knowing mind control experiments that we've seen them conduct, this isn't none of this is none of that is a conspiracy theory at all. We know that they've done that. We know it. It's it happened. Um, is it possible that this man was part of a mind control experiment by central intelligence? Because. 59, 50 people, 59 people, 60 people at a Las Vegas outdoor concert to the to the CIA is, I mean, that's drops in the bucket compared to the list of corpses that they have under their belt. I mean, we're talking lots of dead people. So mm-hmm. do I put it past them? Probably not. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them at all. Um, I did see the surveillance video where over several days he's hauling up Bag after bag after bag after bag of uh, equipment to conduct this this homicide, this this massacre that he that, that he committed in Las Vegas. Totally not suspicious. Not suspicious at all that this man is bringing in. I mean, we're not talking backpacks, ladies and gentlemen. We are talking duff like. You could, like, Joe Pesci could fit a couple of bodies in these bags. Yeah, but that was, like, the first, like, the first uh, night that he had checked in or whatever. That's, um, there was, like, several different duffel bags on a, a golden, you know, dolly cart or whatever. Okay. Like a, a, a bag cart. Yeah. Um, and somebody, you know, a bellhop, whatever the, the terminology is nowadays, um, you know, a customer service representative that helps you with your bags. Um, you bag know, handler. Bag wheeled handler. it over to the elevator. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about Stephen Paddock is he stayed at that hotel a lot. He became familiar and friendly with these people a lot. We don't see a history of... Did he bring bag after bag after bag after bag before that to where it became a normal thing for these bellhops to, you know, just associate this guy, you know, brings a lot of stuff. You know, um, the other room that he rented, he did put in his girlfriend's name who was in, you know, the Philippines or whatever. Um, And... They could have thought, well, this is, you know, some stuff for her. Like, when I go on a trip, like, I I pack a lot of different stuff, especially when I have, if I'm driving and I have the freedom to bring whatever I want. Yeah. I overpack. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? So like I do the same thing. They probably just thought because of how many times like he brought his girl with him. Oh, she'll show up in a couple of days and you know, this is some of her stuff or whatever. Who knows what they thought, but there were times that he left and came back with bags that he wheeled like himself into okay. the the um the building where the bellhop didn't help him. Okay. So it it is suspicious, but it isn't when you break it down the way that I just did. Like this these people were very familiar with him. They joked, they talked. He was very nice to them. He tipped them well. Um so of course they're not going to question him bringing a bunch of shit if he's always brought a bunch of shit. Well, here's the thing though that I had the and again, I'm not saying you're wrong in your assessment, but my first thing is let's say I'm the individual who is tasked with loading bags onto the 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 bag dolly and and putting the rolling them upstairs, you know, you know, put them in the elevator and go up to the room or what have you, roll them down the hallway, unload. I'm still the one responsible for putting the baggage onto the dolly. Mhm. And the kind of equipment we're talking about, ARs, like if they're, if you get a stock one that doesn't have, you know, the quad rail and all the attachments and stuff, it's not heavy. But if you have three of them, there's some weight to that. Mm -hmm. The amount of ammo, ammo is not light. The magazines are not going to be light when they're loaded. So the idea that, like, I mean, as you're loading, like, Jesus Christ, this is a lot. These aren't, like, this isn't a duffel bag filled with underwear and fucking socks. You know what I mean? Like, some substantial weight to these. So, again, like, I'm not trying to assign blame. It's not the, 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 the the baggage handler's job to figure that. But, again, maybe it's because we have experience with firearms that if I hear a couple of clinks and the weight and the size of the bag and I'm like... Hmm, I ain't no snitch, but what the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? Like that's again, hindsight is twenty twenty. I'm not trying to pass judgment on anybody or Jose, or uh, uh, Jesus Campos or whoever it is that that was there. Uh, no judgment here. I, I'm just saying I find it suspicious because if I were sitting there, let's say I'm in the lounge mm-hmm. and I see a man bringing t- like long. We're not talking about like Samsonite luggage. We're talking about massive double, duffel bags. And if you're just paying attention and, you know, again, maybe people are intoxicated, they're stoned or whatever, they're not paying attention. But if you're working and you're the one picking up these bags, that seems, that's, I don't see how that doesn't like get somebody to say, hmm, I wonder what this is all about. And also, I understand that those security cameras are not necessarily, there isn't a, dedicated set of eyeballs per camera angle that's going to be like what the hell is steven doing here again with a bunch of bags i get that yeah i get that that's that video exists to um identify individuals who've committed crimes Mm -hmm. or if an incident happens to identify those individuals if they've been intoxicated abusing the staff you know we're talking about you know responsive measures as opposed to um uh you know preemptive preventative measures okay Mm -hmm. and especially when we're talking about somebody who's hauling all that gear up to a room to go kill 60 people yeah what about the glass i what i was made to understand is that this glass that was installed in every room at this hotel is extremely heavy Mm -hmm. 
very difficult to remove, and he was able to do that. He didn't remove the glass. What did he do? What he did was there's this um, special tool that you can buy that looks like a hammer, but it's not a hammer. And the way that the end is, um, I guess maybe the best way I can describe it, do you know like the meat um, tenderizer? Yeah, of course. It's something similar to that. And you hit the glass and it shatters. You know how when you hit your fucking car window and you're trying to break it and you're trying to break it and you can't? Mm -hmm. Because like the way that it it's it's made like but if you get like a you know you hit it just right on an angle like with a point and it'll fucking shatter well yeah because you're concentrating all of the force into one single point right so that's how he was able to knock the holes in the two windows the windows weren't removed they were broken so nothing fell from that height that was just he literally poked holes in them and yeah he just went and there was like a you know shattering effect and he probably pushed it out whatever however he you know did it at that point i'm not really a hundred percent sure on how he was able to get the hole um i know how he broke it and it makes sense to me um maybe it doesn't for other people but it makes sense to me okay all right now based upon this again and, and if somebody wants to have a conversation about it that's fine again my bias is always going to push me in the direction that Uncle Sugar is involved and it's not good. Yeah. That's always going to be my end. Uh, an interesting, uh, this is a claim from a Reddit user. I'm going to go ahead and and, um, and and read this and see what you guys have to say. Uh, it says, it was either a gun-crazed psycho who went to great lengths over many months to orchestrate mass murder and he just failed to leave a clue as to why, or... This was a precisely planned event by an organized group to achieve a hidden purpose. Which sound, which sounds more plausible? My money is on the latter, and the theories you mentioned are connected along with the others. Just think, not just not think about the motive, but who and how stakeholders will gain. Gun laws aren't going to change, at least not significantly. Some minor stuff to appease some lobbyists, maybe, but that's just good PR. Give them a win, and they'll go away. Government and gun slash ammo companies won't let that gravy train stop. This event has already boosted sales. That's direct revenue. But the big bucks came from the insider traders. Look at the stock movement and who was selling before the event and who then bought back. Can you spell CEO and CFO? Don't stop at the gun and ammo companies. MGM and similar groups have had same characteristics on their share movements. Now, it's all good having everybody armed to the teeth, but it is still a problem. How do you stop someone wandering into somewhere and shooting up the place, a la Stephen Paddock? Simple. Scanners, the entrances to all public places. Well, I mean, that's an expensive investment. Body scanner manufacturers stand to make a fortune by selling body scanners once building owners see no other option. This, well, I'm going to go ahead and stop here because this is getting a little bit too elaborate. I don't think that body scanners are going to be the answer for it. I don't, I don't see that even a hotel like the MGM, that kind of money and the um, People just upkeep, won't go. Yeah, they just won't go. That's, they'll, they'll, they'll get the Motel 6 on the second floor and they'll do their best, I guess. I don't know. Um, I hate to be crude like that, but I mean, I think that that's probably, I think that's pushing it. Now, do I, th- I'm trying to wrap my mind around a 
gun manufacturer and state agent saying, okay, listen, <clears throat> as if gun sales in this country were ever a problem, uh, we need something to boost sales. So let's go ahead and have a massacre, call your friends in the CIA and see if they got anybody riding the Sausage Gravy Express that wants to go shoot it up. I doubt that. I don't think that that happened. Again, if it is an alphabet soup agency, it is the CIA, 100%. And if it is the CIA, it's MKUltra. But the CIA is an interest... Like, okay, maybe they might be, all right? Like, but... I don't, the CIA has got bigger fish to fry than one motherfucker in a hotel room that kills 53 people. That does nothing. For them, maybe not. I don't know, unless they're conducting an actual test of their new MK Ultra technologies. I, again, I don't have... Everybody... I don't know. Like, either the government is incompetent and inept... Or they're the most sophisticated brain yep. hijacking fucking, you know, it, it It can't be both all the time. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, it can't, like, you just, sometimes shit just happens. Sometimes it is just the official story right. and nothing else. It's really, I, the reason why I think a lot of these spring up for the Vegas shooter is because we really don't have anything. Like, for example, Killdozer. We have an established reason why there was an escalation to the violence he went through. We see it through the years. Him, like, just getting to Milton in office space where he's like, I'm just going to set the building on fire. Yeah. That's it. Uh, we have that, right? We have that escalation. Um, I, this, There's nothing here. Because this guy... Okay, so, like, this guy was older back in 2017. He's not from our generation who has a fucking Facebook page. Like, I know somebody's grandma has a Facebook page, but not everybody's like that. I can tell you right now, I work with three older people. Mm -hmm. A couple of them are in their mid-70s. One is in their mid-50s. And they don't have facebook pages they don't have social media they use their work email for everything they don't have gmail do you know what i'm saying oh, yeah, like yeah. that's who is there there is no social media with them they don't have it like so that's not far-fetched for somebody of his age at the time to not have social media it's not far-fetched he had email addresses they they showed the email addresses in the documents and things like that that they found. Right on. That's 100% correct. He did use email, okay? Like, he wasn't so, like, technologically not, you know, there was no footprint. He did have email. Okay. okay? But he did not have social media, so that's not far-fetched. All right. Like, I know people who don't have social media. Um, oh, yeah, that's a, it's, it's more common than we realize. You know, like, older people just don't do it. Like, they can't, they don't have, like, some do and they do great. You know, but that's not the fucking... Sometimes we wish they wouldn't get on there. That's they don't sure. know, like... <laughs> right. There are people, like, I work with somebody that doesn't know how to do copy and paste, okay? Because they're old. Right. They're old and they don't know how to copy and paste, you guys. Like, that's a fucking real thing. I know you don't think... You want to you wanna believe it's the fucking conspiracy theory, but people don't know how to copy and paste. They don't know how to do PDF. 
they're not you in your 30s and your 40s mm-hmm. that have grown up with fucking playing video games and you know what I mean? Like, there's people younger than us that are like way past us with technology shit. I do see it, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, just just think about that for a second with that. Like, I, I am thinking about it. And again, like I said, I didn't come to a conclusion on this one. I don't know because when I throw the alphabet soup at it, it comes back to the qui bono. Who's benefiting? What is, what 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 are you gaining out of this? Nobody the, gained anything. Because, you know, like after Parkland or not Parkland, after Sandy Hook, they thought they had a winner with gun control. It failed miserably. They didn't get it. They thought they had one after Pulse. They didn't get it. They thought they had one after um, um, this one. They didn't get it. They didn't get one after Stoneman Douglas. Because they don't care if we kill each other. Well, no. It's, again, for the constituents and for the, you know, it's all professional wrestling. I agree with that. I I agree with that. But the reason why I, I want, listen, I want to assign blame to Uncle Sugar and his friends more than anything else. I want I want to be like, I knew it. I knew you were, but our, but they already know that we know that they're murdering scumbags. Right. So like, you know. Like, okay, so say for an example, um, like Israel Keys was a serial killer. Okay. Okay. They still don't know Dick. They only know the information he provided to to them before right. he fucking killed himself in his cell, which he shouldn't have been able to do, but he fucking did. There's no conspiracy theory behind that. He fucking outsmarted the, the people that came around and checked on him. Yeah, again, the reason why I think you leave so much here, you know, to where individuals begin to draw their own conclusions is because we don't have... I stand by that escalation like that when you there's a progressive move in one direction where it's like you son of a bitch oh you push me again you push me again you push me again we don't have that it's just one day he's at a Chinese buffet in Las Vegas or he's gambling and the next thing you know he's murdering 60 people but he planned it incrementally over time sure but we don't a lot of, here's the thing with a lot of mass murderers a lot of them not all of them again this is not an absolute. A lot of these people, especially, I'm not saying this was political, but a lot of them do write a manifesto. Dylan Roof wrote a manifesto. The um, the Walmart shooter down in El Paso wrote a manifesto. Anders Breivik wrote a manifesto when he killed with 72 people in Norway. Uh, they all write manifestos. But this guy wasn't political. I understand that. The Christchurch, uh, the mosque killer in New Zealand, wrote a manifesto. He had a, a notebook filled with calculations on how to best kill people. That's not a manifesto. Though. No, it is a manifesto. It's a manifesto on how to efficiently kill people. Okay. But no, but no this is why I'm doing it. It's no. just math. Yeah, math on how bullet calculations and trajectory and... and but and, see, then it, we come back to the original point. We don't really have what it was that just flick him like this and then he just falls. Like we He don't, had we, mental issues. He was slowly, I, like, over time becoming more and more reclusive okay. and, and, and not letting people in his life. He was... He had, like... He was like a germaphobe. He had all of the... He didn't want anybody to touch him. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of like mental issues that, you know, just led up to this over time. He became obsessed with wanting to murder people. Like, he was a sick person in his head. Like, there's nothing more outside of that. Okay. 
If anybody has any opinions on this, I'd love to hear them. Christopher, what do you think about all this? I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just don't. I don't buy it. <laughs> like I just think it's weird that somebody just would just snap and kill people without any sort of actual manifesto or or real motivation. Like I get the dude was nutty, but. I don't know. So, something something's missing from the equation that that doesn't allow me to make a conclusive, you know, final thought on it. There's just there's mm-hmm. something somewhere in in the grand calculus of all that where it's just missed. Something's missing. Here's a question: Was he? Did they do an autopsy on him? And did they find if he was sick? Like for example. They if, did. Okay. Did he? Did they find anything like dementia, Alzheimer's, nope. cancer? Because sometimes that could be a potential motive when somebody's like, "I'm, I'm on my way out anyway. Who cares?" That's what his brother thought. His brother was hoping that they would find like a tumor, something going on in his brain, because it was, in his opinion, it wasn't really him. But how many times have you heard? Well, that person was super nice, and you know. Maybe they're a little bit quiet, and yeah, maybe they're a little bit quirky, but, like, they, the person I knew could never harm a fly, and here they are, they fucking murder their whole family. You know what I mean? Like, and there are some people that know there was red flags with this person, but not everybody knows that. Not everybody looks for that. And a lot of the times you visualize a person of who you think that they are, but they're really not that way. Okay. All right. I, I again, it, this could like the whole phrase chess versus checkers. If this is a method of getting more people to, or more states, for example, individual states to pass bans like they did in Connecticut after the Sandy Hook massacre. Um, I don't know if that would happen in Nevada or not. I mean, they outside of Las Vegas, they seem to be, I don't know. Regular people, um, not, I don't know. I, again, I, the reason why this one bothers me so much is just there's no rhyme or reason. It's just, again, apart from these calculations you said that he made in his journal about, you know, trajectory and velocity and how many people he could kill, there wasn't a real reason like, I hate country music and Jason Aldean. You all are going down for it. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, there's no, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's a Johnny Cash guy, and he's like, this isn't real country music, and you're all going to fucking hear about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's not what happened. So it's going to be a mystery, and it seems like the FBI totally just dropped the investigation. There is no follow-up. We don't know anything about this. I mean, I, I don't know. I Like I said, my issue will always be that my first instinct is to look to Uncle Sugar and be like, you're at it again, aren't you? You son of a bitch. And that may not be the case. It's it's okay to admit that that's not the case. Mm-hmm. It's just that this one is very, very mysterious. It very well could be that he was, you know, a, a CIA operative or, you know, working for the government in some way, shape, or form. Like, you know, but the they don't have, like, 
usually there's a story like so like oswald for an example okay Mm -hmm. like there's a story you know stuff about him he fucking did shit like right this guy doesn't have anything because he didn't keep anybody close to him he did not trust people one of the last text messages he sent to his friend like because she was complaining about like people in her life and he's like that's why I don't let people get close to me because I don't trust them. And her response to him was, I'm so sorry you feel that way. I hope you know that you can trust me. Okay. All right. Well, what? I guess we're going to leave this one out. We don't know. So, you, I don't know. I could be absolutely wrong. And, it, you know, it I'm, could be that there's more to it than what meets the eye. But, like... I just think he was a crazy person, and he decided to do what he did because that's what he wanted to do. I, I just, I, I just can't help. Like to me, the thing that I think the most suspicious thing is like, how did he get all of that armament in the hotel room with nobody thinking it was suspicious? Like that. That's to me. That's that's the most. I I, I, I don't know. Like, I mean. Did, I, it just seems like, you know, like, man, like, you got an awful lot of bags. Like, what you got there? The, you, I just, it just, it just doesn't make sense. That, that, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, like, how did he get away with, with, I mean, there was so many fucking guns. Like, that's, re- like, ridiculous, man. Absolutely. Like, dude had a fucking armament for, like, a fucking militia mm-hmm. uh, up in his bedroom and it, and you know, he didn't do it all in one trip. He <laughs> like, didn't. No, he's like he did it multiple out. trips, like, and he had all these, like, and multiple days too. He spaced out what he brought in over multiple days too. That was probably and, the and it's still, it's still a lot. It would still raise suspicion. Like he would have to be coming in with multiple different bags, and it's still, I, I don't know, the most. Like they said, there's cameras everywhere in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and this dude brings a, a fucking arsenal, a, a fucking small armory <laughs> up into really? uh, up into his hotel room. That's just, I, I mean, I, I well, let's. I, I guess that really speaks to, if anything, I guess the true incompetence. Uh, I guess you could surveil all you want, and if nobody extrapolates the correct information from it, it, it means nothing. Mm-hmm. So let's let's do some math real quick here. For I, I, if we were conservative and estimated the weight of these rifles to be between seven to eight pounds, let's say seven pounds to just play a conservative. So seven times one, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four. Oh no, twenty-three. The handgun. Never mind. So let's do um, what let's see okay so again not a math major so I got to use a calculator so let's do the math here on this one shall we ladies and gentlemen so we have 23 times 7 pounds 
So 161 pounds just for the um, the rifles, okay? And that's not including ammunition. Correct. So let me start at the top of the list again. All right, let's see here. 25, 25 round magazine. Okay, that doesn't include the ammo. 100 round. Now that's the question here is where is like, okay, they have 100 round magazines. Uh, several he has several hundred round magazines he has 25 round magazines for the 308s um i guess these are drum mags for the 556/223s um i i can't like they don't have a list of how many rounds of ammo he has but if we're 308 it's not that's light a, that's a hefty bullet that's a big one so but just alone on the rifle weight and again we're playing it conservatively um, it's the size of a, I don't know, a, a human being. <laughs> I mean, it's an entire human weight worth of, uh, guns in his room that were moved up there. People were like, oh, you know, there goes Steve. You know, he's got like eight dollies in the past three, you know, two days. He's still wearing the same pair of fucking cargo shorts though. Fuck it. You know what I mean? I mean, he wasn't bringing up. Egg rolls. I mean, let's be fair. Well, so. a lot of the like the the bigger bags were brought up on the first night, like right. I said, right. on that dolly cart. Okay, and then over time, he brought in rolling bags. He brought in duffel bags that he carried himself on his shoulders. So maybe that had the heavier stuff. Maybe <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how he packed them. I didn't, you know, get into all of. Like those particular details, um, maybe I should have, but Listen, it made sense to me, it, especially yeah. if you're a frequent visitor of some place and you go there all the time and you do the same shit all the time. He probably has done the same. He probably brought his guns with him several times and never actually pulled the trigger. That's a possibility, yeah, for sure. That the, the the weather wasn't right, or you know, he had too many Shirley Temples down at the poker machine, or whatever the fuck it was. That's a great point, and that could have been just the perfect scenario. Jason Aldean rolled into town, and he was like, "Today's the day." And all he had to do was spend X amount of dollars a night in the casino, and his room was comped, and they gave him money to gamble on. Wild. Yeah. So on this one, ladies and gentlemen, of uh, me personally, inconclusive. Don't know. I I have no idea what the scoop was here. Of course, I, like Christopher, am highly suspicious. And I feel that there could be alternative um, outcomes or perhaps, um, you know, hidden agendas or also known as an ulterior motive. I don't know. But I what I do know is that it's very suspect and suspicious. And I don't think we're ever going to know. And the Federal Bureau of Investigation is too busy with starting uh, riots at the with the January 6th tourist people, um, you know, and uh, causing problems for regular Americans. But when it comes to actually doing a modicum of, you know, police work, we're just, then we're not going to do it at all. How about you go fuck yourself? Um, in conclusion, Angel, what do you have with this story? What do you think? Inconclusive? Or you're concluding that he's just a nut bar? <laughs> I mean, it is inconclusive because I really don't know one way or the other. And, you know, I was still doing, like, some research. I was trying to do, like, the official story versus, like, you know, the other stories. And mm -hmm. I really didn't, you know, um, 
I wasn't able to, because I was researching many different mass shooting topics at the same time to try and like, you know, do an overall and then as well as like get into a little bit of a deeper dive right into on. this. Um, so maybe part de or conclusion to be uh, presented later. Okay, sounds good. Christopher, do you have anything about this uh, inconclusive or are you still... You, you smell something rotten here, man. It's like one In, of the... inconclusive and suspicious. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Well, that's it for this particular installment of Conspiracy Corner. Again, if you all have some ideas or you want to share them, you want to come on here and chat about it, you know how it is. We open the floor for our friends. So if you want to talk, we can talk about it. Again, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, I am very, very suspicious. I don't know what is happening, but I am sure it's bullshit. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, anything uh, in closing before we wrap up the episode today? Angel, do you have anything at all? Nope. Christopher, anything at all? Nope. All right. Well, I thank my dear friends for today. I also like to thank AgorasNexus.com, Vandalay Industries, iPaint Akron, Ray Faba. By the way, new logo for the show. Fucking tremendous. Thank you, Ray. Job well done. Uh, it, it's I'm I'm so delighted. It, it's it's well yeah. It's Chef's kiss. Ten out of ten. We're really happy with it. Um, we're delighted. Please check uh, out her work. Uh, she's a fabulous artist. Really talented individual. Uh, Ray Faba, fine art and design from the Great Lakes and Team Mandalore, who keeps cycling very weird and I paint Akron raw accidents or happy accidents. Yes. But finally, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the point in the show where I point out the fact that you are now in the point of no return, ladies and gentlemen. Now, Thanksgiving approaches quickly. The holiday season is upon you. Thanksgiving, you know, I hate to mention it for all the people who don't like them, but Hanukkah's coming. Um, you know, they, 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 what are you talking about? Who doesn't like what? Who, who you know, they don't like Jews. And they who doesn't? Like... Well, if you don't like Jews and you're listening to the show, go fuck yourself. All right. There's that. But if you're going to go fuck yourself, wash your ass with Todd's Gay Soap first. Because I'll tell you what, it's really important to get that asshole nice and clean. Not to mention, Christmas is coming up. All right. If you want to <laughs> do any kind of coming yourself, guess what? Your chances really, really manifest themselves tenfold. If you are fresh smelling with an all natural soap, you smell good. You're going to feel more confident going forward, approaching that special someone. Or maybe you have, uh, you're have you a swinger. You've got a couple of different partners that you like to uh, you know, trade body fluids with. We don't judge here. You know what I mean? We just ask you not to give each other chlamydia. And on top of that, please, wash yourself with Todd's Gay Soap from AkronApothecary.com. This is gay soap made with precious gay hands, fentanyl-free, for your ass. Yeah, that's right. These beautiful hands from Akron, Ohio made this gay soap for your supple ass, your underarms, your fat folds, deep in the deep in the cut of your belly button. All of that can be cleaned. The dung ditches, my friend Christopher calls it. Get in there with that wedge and wash properly with Todd's gay soap for the holiday season. Don't be a smelly son of a bitch. Get clean with Todd's Gay Soap because Todd's Gay Soap is... Soap for that motherfucking stank ass. <laughs> and with that, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Um, again, uh, if you have anything, we're more than ear... Like, again, I... 
unlike so many other people, I really don't know. Like, I want to blame the government. I want to do it. I, 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 I'm biased as well. I want to blame the government for everything. I blame them for most things. I mean, they are a criminal and right? you can't trust them. And the fact that people. The only thing you can't blame the government for is if you got a stank ass. That's right. Yeah, we do have solutions for that. But yeah, I'm with we you. Do. I'm, I'm with you. I, they, it's, but like you said, either they know, either they can't pave a road to save their life. Or they're running aliens. It's got to be like maybe it's both on Sunday and Tuesday. I don't know. I, I um, would say that there's a small group of the government that is the think tank behind it all. They're the evil masterminds, and everybody else is a bunch of fucking nincompoops. Mm-hmm. That's entirely possible. You know, it is entirely possible, and that's something that ought to be considered. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. For the B, uh, for the patrons, there is a new B side. As promised, you get a brand new episode every week. We always like to provide for our friends. Thank you for believing in the show. Thank you for listening, and we will catch you the next time, right before Thanksgiving. We will be chatting with you right before the big holiday. Uh, we're looking forward to it, um, and uh, we'll talk to you then. Again, yeah. let us know if you have any ideas or if you want to talk about this. We'll talk to you later. Okay. See ya. See ya.